Welcome to Movie the Musical, a podcast about movies that have been turned into musicals. I am your host, Ben Kay. We are here to investigate, interrogate, and celebrate the art of adaptation from screen to stage. We are a podcast that loves questions. And today, we have three questions. What is your name? Uh, Bran. What? Is your quest to f- make dinner after this podcast? <laughs> what is your favorite color? Uh, purple. Is it actually purple? It is actually purple. Okay, great. So you're not going to get All right. All right. Well, there you go. Um, I feel like that was the most obvious way to start the episode. Yeah, right? that's pretty good. Right, I, there... I, you said three questions before we started recording, and I was like, I don't know why I didn't think of <laughs> Tim. Tim. They call Tim. me Tim. Tim. This is going to be a very annoying episode because we're just going to be quoting a bunch quoting this of... Movie. Hey, you know yes. what, though? I was thinking about this earlier. Is like I feel like this is one that we uh, have to do like basically zero recapping. We can just talk about bits. Which is... Because cr- like, we, we, we could certainly walk through it, but like if you have, if you have not seen Monty movie. Python and the Holy Grail Which is, yes. and you're listening to this episode, <laughs> go fucking watch that movie. Come on. Like, I think first it's, of all... I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, what? yes. Pretty funny. Pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, holds up. Pretty fucking funny. Um, so today's episode, obviously, is about mm-hmm. Monty Python... And the Holy Grail, the 1975 film directed by Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones, and its subsequent musical theater adaptation from 2005, Monty Python's Spamalot, with a book by Eric Idle, lyrics by Eric Idle, and music by John Dupre and Eric Idle. Um, as they uh, answered before, Bran Moorhead is here, our wonderful producer and editor. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm here. I uh, I'm not on a quest other than to make dinner. They're not, and Bran, Bran's not dead yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, here we go. Here we go. Monty Python and the Holy Grail and spam a lot. Thesis. It's time to pin a thesis to the top of this episode, like we do. Um, I remember last time we talked. I forget where we were talking. Might have been in a planning meeting. Bran, you were just like, yeah, this is one of those episodes where like the movie's great and the musical's great. And I'm not going to disagree with you there. Obviously, we'll talk about Spam a lot when we talk about it. But I also think Spam a lot is it's kind of like uh, what do they call it? Like the like patient zero. I feel like Spam a lot is kind of like patient zero of the current movie to musical trends sure like it is it i'd is... say especially for things like shrek yes uh, our first episode like it feels very much like sort of a lodestone a cultural lodestone i mean well and we'll get into this like in like of any show to call a copy paste show i mean this sure. is this is the one like spam like Spamalot succeeds. They add some nice stuff, but yes. They do add some nice stuff. We'll get to the nice stuff, but like Spamalot succeeds mainly because Monty Python and the Holy Grail is one of the best comedy films ever made. I mean, that is. I'd say it's up there like in belovedness. I don't, I think that there's not really a contest in quality, but it's up there in belovedness to something like Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah. No question. Yes. And like just cultural, like longevity, you know, just lasting this whole time. Yes, I, it, it is wild. So, like, I watched this yesterday. This one's from 1975. Man. I would say, like, 
it's like it holds up. It's you know like we yeah, it's we very ta- funny. We literally talked about this last week on the Bubble Boy episode. How comedy like is like the worst thing to age. And I mean like the 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 members of Monty Python they certainly don't don't hold up. I mean John <laughs> John John Cleese like is a horrid human being these days, and it's kind of very sad. What's um, he doing these days? Is he bad? Tw- is he like twi- anti-vaxxer, a Tory kind he's of a, a bastard? No, he's he's an English he's an old English person. Which means he's a huge transphobe. <laughs> That's like the, oh, like sure, I think like yeah, once you yeah, like pass a certain th- if you're English if you're from the UK and you s- pass a certain threshold in age you and you're fa- and especially if you're famous but also just like anyone you just become transphobic. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Or I think it was like if you were born before like 1961. Sure, like, yes. Then you just you missed the they, they started sprinkling. It was before they put fluoride in the water there. <laughs> yes, and, uh... you, you you were just like born with gender essentialism in your boat. <laughs> um, really but then after horrid. they cloned that sheep, you know, everything <laughs> yeah. was different. Everybody was cool with trans people then. There you go. But yeah, genetics so, became not sacrosanct anymore. So obviously, so. <laughs> <laughs> what's so the sheep's ob- name? Dolly. Yeah, uh, who gives a uh, uh, dob? I almost said Dobby, which is a fucking Dobby. <laughs> J.K. <laughs> Rowling reference. Yeah, speaking Jesus. of transphobes, yeah, yeah, exactly. But not gonna. Yes, yeah, so obviously. The members of Monty Python maybe don't have the best sort of current views, but like this movie, it's kind of wild that it's just, I mean, also because like at the end of the day, like Monty Python and Monty Python's Flying Circus, like for the most part as a comedic entity is pretty absurd. Like they're not, Oh yeah. they're like, they're, they don't, they're not like, they're obviously like there's some like satirical elements but like it's more about like just absurd slapstick humor more than anything yeah slapstick not even that like not even very many like witticisms it's usually just like look at this ridiculous situation let's see what happens exactly period are you are you (laughs) a brandy you're a big monty python person uh, when this musical came out and when, like, I think I had only discovered Holy Grail, like maybe five years before this, you know, when I was in high school. Um, and then I went down the rabbit hole pretty hard. Uh, I'm a big, I don't think that this is, this is their biggest, like most longstanding movie. But I, for me, I think the meaning of life is meaning of uh, life, maybe my favorite. Meaning of and life I have, is very good. Yes. And I have never seen Life of Brian. I've Isn't also never so seen Life of Brian. I've never seen it either, Brian. Isn't weird. that weird? What is that? It, I how know. have you not seen Life of Brian? Which also. I'm familiar. You know, but it, I it was turned, it. it was turned into an oratorio, like an oratorio. It was turned into like a, a live stage opera did eric idol like transport himself back into the 1750s and he was like i'm gonna write an oratorio he did it was called um not your he's he's it's called not the messiah like parentheses he's a very naughty boy um is the name of the oratorio which is a good name gotta give it up someone call it life of brian no why i mean that's the same thing with spamalot they call it they give it a different name yeah sure but like (laughs) i don't know okay they made it a snappy title though you yes know? they get it's a I'm distinct sure and, yeah i mean it is that thing that we love where they're like we're gonna be a distinct entity from our film by giving yeah. it a different name yeah 
um, which good for them. Um, but yeah, Monty Python. Yeah, I'll, so it's funny, Bran. Like, obviously, I'm a, a, a British person. I'm from England. I'm from London, England. Um, but Monty Python like wasn't the British humor I grew up with. I was much more of a. I, I did. I watched Jean Cleese's uh, other show, Faulty Towers. Mm. Huge fan of that show. Um, his good. wife at the time, Connie Booth, uh, shows up in Holy Grail. She's the witch um, who oh, they okay. tried to burn. Um, and then I was also, also my big my big show was Blackadder. If you've seen Blackadder, oh, sure. nah. um, which I love, wonderful show. Who um, are the guys from Blackadder? It's uh, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean himself. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. Hugh Laurie was in a few seasons mm-hmm. of Hugh it. Hugh Laurie was the one. Stephen I was Fry was, was there. Yep. Um, uh, Tony Robinson plays Baldrick. I think that's his name. Uh, are you a Mitchell and Webb fan? I was not. No. Really? I, I, oh, well, I think they're great. Because they're like early Speaking 2000s, absurd, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because, uh, again, you were I... were American I, by then. If, yes, I'd become an American by then. Yeah, Tony Robinson <laughs> played Blackadder. What, oh, played Baldrick. Um, but, and then I mainly grew up with, like, Seinfeld and The Simpsons once I got here. Sure. Um, and that was sort of my, my, my comedic growth really came from those two shows. I'm almost done binging Seinfeld, Bran. Um, because they threw it all on Netflix. Um, I'm all, I have one more episode. I just got the finale, and then it'll be done. And then I'll do a wow. Patreon exclusive episode about Seinfeld. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. And about sort I'm of down. how I'm down for that. Yeah, why not? Um, why not? I'll patrons patrons on Patreon. Uh, would love that. Maybe you were two listeners, but months. So, but like. I mean, I've seen this. I think over the Monty Python stuff, I feel like this is the most accessible. I mean, because like, yeah. uh, meaning of life is weird. It's also very sexual um, yeah. and gross. It's also the least. There's no like this one. You have such a through line that everybody knows the story of. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, and it, meaning uh, of life. There's no through line. It's just, yeah. I was about to say, meaning this, of life. And then like, this and then I mean, this. like, they're all they're all sketch movies at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, that's what's great about Holy Grail is like, yes, obviously there's a through line, but it's ma- it's like it's sketches centered around the narrative. But yeah, totally. meaning meaning of life is like a sketch movie. Um, it literally mm-hmm. opens with a short film that Terry Gilliam directed, uh, Meaning of Life, which is absurd. Um, is that the business? Yes. The, like the two business ships? Yeah, Yes, exactly. Um, shooting cannons, and then shooting life of, filing cabinets at each and other. And then Life of Brian is obviously like, yeah, it's got a narrative, but also like, if you're not, like, if, I don't know, like, I don't know. If you don't want to watch a Jesus movie, then you're not going to watch a Jesus movie. And like that, sure. that like religious stories kind of, are, like, aren't as accessible as like fucking King Arthur, you know? Sure. Um, so obviously I think this is the one that I, mean, I looked this up. Um, it costs less than a uh, half a million dollars to make Holy Grail. Less than half a million. The dollars. budget. The budget was four hundred thousand dollars. Man, and it made. I feel like I at, could raise four hundred thousand dollars. Probably, to make a movie. yeah. And then they and I mean and and then it made five million at the box office, the U.S. Wow. box office. So I mean. Pretty pretty successful, yeah. I would say. Had to be their biggest hit, right? Had to. Be I would most... imagine so. Yeah. I didn't have a chance to look that that up, but um, I would have to imagine so. It's wild, and I, this is probably this is definitely overestimating a little bit, but sure. maybe not. Is that the the gross like box office take from the film was probably equal to the budget of the Broadway play? You know, probably. Like, or, like Broadway in shows a similar, like yeah, five or, mil is is nothing. Not that's that's crazy. average these days. Yeah. Yes, um, especially now. I mean, yeah, that's sixteen years ago when this Broadway musical came out. But like, I don't know. Yeah, 
Um, no, you're probably right. Um, Five, it's 10 wild. Million. So yeah, so obviously this was regional dr- theaters like two million at least. Yeah, my god. Um, Good lord. So obviously this was so Monty Python is made up of uh, Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, uh, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. Um, uh, Graham Chapman died in '89. He was the first uh, Python to pass away. Then Terry Jones passed away very recently. Uh, about two years, almost two years ago to the day, um, January 2020, um, Michael, and then, yeah, sort of, they were around for a, a while in the, in the seventies and, and eighties. Um, obviously John Cleese went on to do, like we said, Faulty Towers and other stuff. Uh, Every, my, I mean, he's in so many movies. Yeah. I mean, he's in, yeah. Character in, actor, darling of the nineties. Exactly. He's in so many movies in the He's 90s. in Clifford the Big Red Dog that just he came out. He is in Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> uh, Michael, Michael Palin just went on to like make a bunch of like nature documentaries and travel documentaries. Um, Terry Gilliam became. Good move. Yes. I mean, honestly. On, yeah. G- move get away paid from... to like do a, mock- a documentary in like Morocco. Yes. Honestly. Sounds fucking awesome. Um, Terry Gilliam became one of the most unhinged directors of all time sure did. um I, pretty unhinged person too yeah yeah again like speaking of Another like people speaking person. of like very like problematic human beings um really not a great person um as fasc- we record this didn't have didn't his show just got picked up somewhere else right his into the woods I th- yes he was supposed to direct a production of into the woods and apparently it was going terribly because it seems like a, a nasty human being yeah but um, on top of that everybody was like this guy fucking sucks don't do his show here. yeah and they were like okay we won't and then another theater was like we'll do it though yeah we're, we're two blocks away i know really fucking sucks Whatever. um he is he's, i mean th- and this was his first movie he directed but then you know he'd go on to do stuff like brazil and Fear and, loathing in Las, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Pretty great and, movie. And uh, 12 Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, again, he's one. all over the, the Fisher King, uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, Time Bandits. He's all over the place, this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've Eric, heard Baron Munchausen's excellent. I've never seen that one. I've, again, like, yeah, I've, I've heard, like, some of his... I've heard some of these movies are good. I, I honestly, I haven't seen Brazil. I need to. It's cool. You should watch it. It's like a weird Fantasia dream. I mean, all his movies are sort of like dreamlike and strange. Yeah. Um, but he co-directed this with Terry Jones. So obviously, it was just mm-hmm. like him. And, and he was also the one who was making all of the uh, bizarro animation for the Monty Python. Yes. Um, he, it's very inspired by the films of Carol Zeman, uh, who is this uh, really amazing uh, director who... Uh, uh, K-A-R-E-L... Uh, Zeman, um, right? That's his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a Czech film. He was a Czech film director. He directed these films with like a very sort of like yeah. I mean like it's that same sort Forbidden of like Planet. Is that one of them? Uh, is that not, him? No, not not. not you think the Fantastic Planet? Not Fantastic him. Fantastic Planet. Uh, he made Art uh, style in- looks similar. Invention for Destruction. Uh, he, he also made a Baron Munchausen film and they've also got these very sort of like, they were live, like they were like live action actors, but they were on these like two dimensional sets with a very yeah. sort of exaggerated style. Uh, Terry Gilliam was really inspired by them. Like you watch them and you're like, Oh, this is a Wes Anderson movie. Like yeah, he's yeah. definitely inspired by them. Uh, check out Carol Zeman's films. They're very, very right. good. Um, but anyway, um, and then Eric Idle has sort of become the, bearer of the monty python kingdom he's sort of been the one to sort of 
extend the properties into yeah. into new life. Um, sure, why not? Grateful Fu- for the royalties he gets. Yeah, out. I was gonna say, fucking go for it, my dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Holy Grail. I don't know. Yeah, like we said, one of the best comedies ever made. Um, it's yeah. very silly. Um, literally just like it's bits. It's just a bunch of yeah. bits. I will say, I know how you watch this, Bran. Uh, well, I know you. I mean, you've watched this millions of times. I don't know if yeah, you've yeah. ever watched this. I have. I own the Blu-ray or DVD. It might and, just be the collector's DVD that I've had forever. So what's very fun? Yeah, we watched this on DVD, and I I don't know how I didn't remember this. Uh, but on the DVD, um, for whatever reason, like the first five minutes of the DVD, they play a film called Dentist on the Job. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which oh we, yeah. Which, yeah. This wasn't part of like the original theatrical release. No, no it's just they play just like the opening like credits and then like the first like minute of a film called Dentist on the Job, which is a 1961 British comedy directed by C.M. Pennington Richards, which is a sequel to the film Dentist in the Chair. Um, never heard of this movie. A better movie, in my opinion. No, I've not seen this. Yeah, Are who the hell me? knows? But it is very, it's a very funny little bit where you just like, you watch this yeah. on the DVD and you're like, Dentist the on right the job. One? Yes, and then like uh like a minute in, you hear a voice going like, Oh, I put the wrong reel in the projector, and then it like <laughs> flaps about. <laughs> and then the act which is funny because then the actual movie starts and you have like this ridiculous bit of like the opening credits with the Swedish subtitles, which is great bit. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean what's what is your favorite bits in this movie, Brand? Because like that's all this is gonna be. Yeah. It's just like Yeah, I mean there's so many good bits. ones. I think my I think my I think the absolute funniest joke to me in the whole movie is during the Camelot number, um, and it cuts to the guy in the dungeon hanging <laughs> by his wrists, just clapping along. Love yes, that bit. It's very, very good funny. Bit. Um, also, I love. I think of. I think the great one-liners. Who are you? I'm your son. No, not you. Very funny. <laughs> that I mean, character bizarre. I mean, the yeah, the, I the whole him. the whole Prince Herbert bit. Prince Herbert. Is, that's his name. Prince Herbert. Um. All this will be yours. What the curtains? No, not the oh, curtains. Not the curtains. Yes. The kingdom. Um. Yeah. I, I love the the scene with Dennis talking about uh, how King Arthur's exploiting the workers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. King, I, I, love thought, that. I thought we were an autonomous collective. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of remarkable. Uh, if look, I, if I, what's he say? It's like it's about the sword. He's like, if I came in, every every person who. I mean, if I went round saying I was an emperor. Just because some moistened bint had loved a scimitar at me, they put me away. Shut up, will you? Shut up. Ah, now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up. Whatever, I'm, I'm butchering that yeah, one. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. But... We're an anarcho-syndicalist commune with a <laughs> rotating leader. Yes, it's it's great. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's about King Arthur, and he's got his uh servant uh surf whatever patsy clanging coconuts together it's uh, it never gets old i like it's the dumbest it's also so like stupid. how did these bits like not exist they seem like so obvious now it's just like i don't know how like no one had like just done that bit of like uh, highlighting using coconuts for for a horse yeah it's yes. good you can see, you can tell too, like, I don't know. I feel like they hit on some similar, not that, not, not that either of them like, like are using the same bits or anything, but I feel like them and Mel Brooks really feel analogous sure. in some of the approaches to comedy. 
in this, especially the stupid bits or like prop gags uh, and prop falls and stuff. Yes, it's. It, I mean, I, I guess maybe that's just where the comedic mindset yeah. was in the seventies. I don't know. Um, so apparently, I'm just reading up. Uh, t- both of the Terrys had never directed a film before, um, and they were uh, apparently there were apparently according to a tweet by Eric Idle from last year, uh, there were eight investors for the film. Wild list we got here, Brian. Led okay. Zeppelin, <laughs> Pink sure. Floyd, Pink Floyd, okay, uh, Ian Anderson from the band Jethro Tull, yep, um, someone in uh, the co-producer Michael White, um, okay. a cricket team founded by lyricist Tim Rice called Heart, what? called Heartaches, the Heartaches from Tim Rice. Wow, yes. <laughs> I and want then- one of those jerseys so bad now. <laughs> And then three record companies. Sure. That makes uh, sense. Because did they have, like, comedy albums? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, Charisma Records, who would re- later release their uh, albums, sure. invested in it. Well, and according Wait, to Terry, what, was that? what was the name of that, that, that uh, Tim the cr- Rice? The cricket, cricket team? team? Heartaches. <laughs> Heartaches. Jersey. <laughs> Is that, are you going to get one? I'm going to see if I can find one. I mean, it's from like the 70s. I don't know, Brian. I mean, if there's a reconstruction. Oh, they're just like white. They're just white shirts. <laughs> yeah, it's That's a cricket boring. team. Is that I mean, crazy? I don't cr- they don't have logos? Cricket no. doesn't, I don't know what cricket is. Cricket's fucking boring. I don't know. There's a musical uh, called Cricket. Um. So, well, no, is there? Also called, there is. A musical? Also called Hearts and Wickets. Oh. It's a That's short good. musical uh, with lyric and book by Tim Rice. Oh my god! And music by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh my gosh! We got a. Is it based on a film? Uh no. Damn However, it. several tunes were re- later reused for the musicals "Aspects of Love" and "Sunset Boulevard." Well wow. then, well we can talk about it again whenever we do Sunset Boulevard. Um, so yes, apparently the the Pythons turns to musicians to finance the film, because uh, the students the studios refused to fund it, and the rock star and the rock stars saw it as quote a good tax write off. <laughs> so sure, there you go. It is uh, like it's. I mean, like you say that like oh like this cost four hundred thousand dollars it's not an expense i mean like it's not an expensive looking movie like they oh god no they're just filming in the same swamp they just turn the camera different ways and like you know you go to like england's a a very old country you just go to the middle of nowhere and you can just find a castle like it's it's clearly what they did and like it's (laughs) yeah it's very easy to just like find somewhere and like convince a modern audience that you're in medieval england that's Mm -hmm. i mean the fucking david lowry did it last year with the green knights like like obviously Uh, obviously like that was cost more than less than half a million dollars but well you know but still, like comparatively, like it's it's not the hardest thing in the world. And um, they were used to doing like you know, um, their show couldn't have been very expensive. The, yes, exactly. The television yeah. show, and I mean the 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 French guys at the the fart in your general general direction, you know, yes. whole bit 
is a little uh, prop wall that he's just on his knees on the ground. Sure, behind, yeah. You know? And that's that forced perspective just makes it feel like he's actually on a rampart somewhere. And yeah, and obviously, honestly, like the grunge of the film, like and how shitty it all looks, helps oh, yeah. it honestly. Honestly, like yeah. It's again. It's supposed to be he like. Must be a royal. How do you? How can you tell? It's not Has covered in shit on him. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I mean, again, you have like obviously you have like the very fun and animated sequences. You have the fucking rab- Trojan rabbits that they have to like destroy at one point. So strange. Yes. Um. It's very bizarre. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I, I just, I pretty much just, like, wrote down, like, every single bit in this movie. And, like, a lot of them are obviously, like, replicated for uh, the stage show. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Black Knight, which is maybe, like, one of the most, like, loved bits in the film. Yep, yep. Again, like, I, like again, like, very impressive of them to, to do that. Like, to have a, have, especially when, when it comes <laughs> down to him with just, up. like, a leg. Like, it's just yeah, like, oh, or that's just, fun. Yeah, he's hopping around on one leg, or then, yeah, when he's just a torso sitting on the ground. All right, yes, we'll call exactly. it a draw. Um, and then even like, there's the bit where they're like looking through like the book of the nights and then like, sir, not appearing in this film shows up and I'm like, okay, Stupid. well those are just a bunch of Polaroids that they glued into a book. <laughs> yes, like, yes, like I can clearly. like see the, the pictures peeling off of the pages. <laughs> that actually has one of my favorite bits where it's like, there's like, like a hand with like nail polish, like turning the pages and then like a monster's hand, a claw yeah. just like, <laughs> like <pull> it, grabs <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that that bit too that's good um yes yeah said so pairing in this film great bits they changed a little bit for the stage it still works um and then you have like this is like d plots of a famous historian like narrating the film and then someone <laughs> murders him and then like every 20- Lancelot kills him at one point i think is who it is yes and then like Maybe every galahad every 20 minutes you just like cut to just like a police investigation <laughs> trying to figure out who killed this guy like yes. modern police with the car yes yeah, and, like the poor, the poor wife just like oh my god <laughs> um it's yeah. very sad uh, let's, talk, let's talk about bits that there are because there are a few bits that not a lot but there are a few bits that didn't make it to the stage version so obviously you got uh the castle anthrax that whole sequence which is maybe the weakest sequence which is the castle the anthrax film. sequence it's all the women there's zoots oh the uh, horny the horny nuns yes the horny nuns and i think it's pretty funny it's it's i'm not saying it's not funny i think it's just like you know it's just like oh cool it's a bunch of horny women and they have funny names yeah. and they want to suck galahad off and then mm-hmm. uh it's, it's oh it's, shit <laughs> yeah. i love her yeah <laughs> um you must be punished yes and i mean i will i will say that like again like i don't know we we i wanted to talk about this more but we didn't really get into it last week so i apologize for there are a few uh i was like listening to the episode again uh from last week bubble boy and i was like Maybe. i pulled up uh, Two BB. weeks ago now, at this point, I guess. I forget. I don't know what a fucking schedule is. Um, we don't record these in order. Most well, sometimes we do. But uh, I don't know. Like I, I just like I felt like. There were like two threads that I wanted to talk about. Um, one was Schmigadoon, which I don't know. For the record, Schmigadoon, good. Sh- I I kept saying, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about Schmigadoon later, and then we never did. I haven't um, seen it, so you know. Yeah, whatever. Schmigadoon, good show. Go watch we'll it. Talk I, about, maybe maybe that'll be a bonus episode. Yeah, maybe that'll be a Patreon. Binge, uh, sh- binge the season and. Yeah, there should not be it. a second season of Schmigadoon. That's it. Um, that's all I want to say. Um, but then yeah, it's because you know, comedy, big studio comedies aren't really a thing anymore. 
Um, Like, which I think is like the most recent one that I can think of is Bob and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Um, And that one's great. And I love that movie. But like, I mean, and like sketch movies aren't really a thing. Like I, no, I can't even think I'm of trying the... to think of a last like anthology movie that wasn't a horror movie. Yeah, that was that really shitty movie, movie forty three. Oh, that was did like anybody watch that movie? I know it's like where Hugh Jackman has testicles on his chin is one of the sketches. So in what? That they movie. just stole the the Men in Black two bit. Yes, they did. He's um, a Balchanian. Yes, he's a Balchanian. Um, but, Barry Sonnenfeld did it first. But yeah, I mean, because again, like poor Anna not... Faris, isn't she in that movie? I love her. Yeah, I love her. I, what is she? She needs, she, was a, on that... she needs a new she, comedy, good she, comedy. She was on that show, Mom. I think was that right? I, I believe that. Aren't you keeping up with with TV comedies these days, Brian? No, no. But, you know what's wild is like that show. I think that it. I remember like you know seeing a poster at a bus stop for that. Or something, and yeah. you know what's wild is what's that wild? that shows like that, and shows that you and I have never heard of in our whole lives, are somehow the number one Tuesday night show on CBS, and have twenty fucking million people watch them every week. <laughs> and I've never heard of it in my life. Well, you know the big um, obviously, all the time. You know, obviously, the biggest uh, culprit of this right now uh, is Yellowstone. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is like my, uh, my conservative family all watch. Yeah, that. it's on like the Paramount That's Network. Watch it. It's on the Paramount yeah. Network, whatever the fuck that is. Um, and like, it's one of the biggest shows on television. And as a spinoff. And also because like people aren't making shows for television really. Like everything's on mm. a streaming service, and so totally. And like streaming services, there isn't really a reliable way of gauging success on those like there are some companies that are like trying to gather metrics for numbers but like most numbers are self-reported by the networks by the Mm -hmm. streaming network so there's no actual way of like really gauging success so it's like it's like people talk about squid game and it being this worldwide phenomenon and stuff and like yes a lot of people were talking about it and like it was all that anybody talked about for like two weeks but I'm still unconvinced that that actually means it was mega popular and that a lot yes. of people watched it. You know what sure. I mean? Like, just people talking about it on Twitter doesn't really necessarily mean <laughs> it was a fucking success. Yes. Uh, no, you're so absolutely bizarre. right. A, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm going to get Squid Game. I haven't seen that either. It's not. It's just I use that as an example. Squid Game's good. I, it's it is. It's not like it's it's good. I enjoyed watching it. There are certainly better things in the world. Like, but it is a good sure. show. I liked it. Um, but yeah, it is so like comedy again because because film is at a place where like the only event films and IP are being released in theaters and everything else is being relegated to streaming services. And that's so like, there just aren't a lot of studio comedies these days. And the ones that are being made just again, just like the, the craft isn't there. Like, yeah, this is a movie. I mean, what were some of the last good ones? Like bridesmaids, like yeah, girls Bridesma- trips was girls trip was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean game night is a really great one that I love. Is it? Okay, I yeah, like, oh yeah, one. I'm a okay. huge proponent of game night. I think it's a great, it's a very very good one. I mean, oh, oh, you know what was the best? Arguably, is kind of a sketch movie. The best comedy from last year, Brain, is Bad Trip. 
Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Totally different though. Like yeah, I mean yeah, I that's, mean, that's in the jackass realm. Yeah, I mean know? yeah, it's, it's a hidden camera film, but it is arguably a sketch movie. Like, oh that for is, sure. Yeah, but it's like and uh, but like obviously that's only like so, like censored around three actors, uh, yeah. Lil Rel and uh, Ricardo and Tiffany Haddish. I'm gonna watch that movie again. I'm just gonna find a time yeah, to watch that movie funny. again. Um, but very yeah. Funny. Yeah, you I'm gotta sweet. go. I love that guy at the beginning. You gotta, you gotta change clothes and you gotta go. What would she do? What am Wear I gonna do? Vest? Give her my yeah. vest? Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, it's very bad. Funny. Bad trips genius um but yeah so like again like that's yeah but that's like a hidden camera comedy yeah that was just i mean and barass i guess again like it's like we've but moved still that's reality world. reality comedy yeah yeah i mean like i even, mean like, 21 jump street comes to mind 21 and 22 jump street those sure, are pretty funny yes. big budget studio mo- studio and again but again like high, big name actors but again like those are like it's obviously it's based it's it does the good thing of taking a serious drama and turning it sure, into a comedy but sure. it's based the, on the, a, an, the opposite of the anti-belair the anti-belair yeah. yes um but yeah so it's still obviously it's based on a property even if they take it in a comedic direction yeah um but yeah, then, yeah, yeah most of comedies. most of like the best comedic voices are just like doing tv stuff like mm-hmm. obviously tim robinson is like uh, owning everyone on TV when yeah. I think you should leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan Field. I can't even yeah. imagine. As I, can we? Could could there be a I think you should leave feature length film? Would that be just too much, or do those that need to remain? But I mean, like that's long. Like that's the thing. Like I no. Like I want to see what happens if you give Tim Robinson a feature film budget. The, yeah. Feature length like movie. do go yeah. the Tom Green route and just be like Tim Robinson, because that's that's the weird thing is like all these comedies are being thrown on streaming services, but yeah. like comedy is best enjoyed in a live yes like with other people yeah yeah like comedy like comedy and horror are the reasons you go to a movie theater Mm because it's about that communal experience of laughing together and screaming together Mm -hmm. which so yeah it's but like and it's like weird because it's like again like it's it's a it's literally a gambling problem that film studios have where they're like yeah they would like they would rather spend 200 million dollars to hopefully make a billion dollars Rather than spending fifteen million dollars for a movie that will most likely get them three hundred million dollars or two hundred yeah. million dollars, like you will make money if you release these films. It's yeah, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's bleak. It's bleak, and I'm sure we'll it talk is. about it more uh, on the, other the, episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the like. It's the same brain sickness that like goes into the nonprofit world of like. I don't want to put money towards this little thing. I want to put a ton of money towards this thing that's going to be big. And yes, yes. if it doesn't succeed, I'm going to be mad. It's like the same thing of like, it would cost so much less money to donate to just, I don't know, give everybody that works for a nonprofit organization fucking healthcare yes. uh, <laughs> than it would to build them a brand new building. But you can't put your name on somebody's healthcare plan. Maybe they should. Fuck it. Just to do that, let's let's have the the Betty and Nora Hurst uh, healthcare for me, yeah. <laughs> Betty and Nora Hurst premium coverage plan. Uh, I don't we, know. We got to talk about the movie, but I will say, Brian, yeah. it's so funny that that is not based on a specific example, and that's all I will say. On the I, only slightly, really. That's the thing is, is it's really it, it, I have something in mind, but like it's anybody, just yeah, take I know. a pick. Oh, yeah, take your oh, pick. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So obviously, like this film 
back to this movie. Um, obviously, this film is based is like based in these sort of like one joke premises sketch 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 yes. and they're all pretty funny um mm-hmm. i'd say like the longest sequence you get in the film is maybe the prince herbert section the tale of sir lancelot yeah. which is so i mean there's yeah, so it depends many on, i mean the tim is like three three yeah. things that come back but any of those sections are both of all those sections are pretty short yes but, yeah, but herbert. like herbert's a great one i mean like herbert just as a character <laughs> he looks like he's dying in every scene yes, he's just like so a, de- a decaying prince <laughs> Um, he he just wants to sing, and the dad's just like, "Stop that! Stop that! No!" The music uh, swells, and they, and they, and his dad like looks at the camera and like, "Hey, yeah, no, no, no!" Like, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no I, I, I love, yeah, like I love, I love anything where they're like acknowledging they're in a movie. Yeah, like I'm, I'm always again, just like, just not just like point and shoots. Like I love just like actual like thoughts into the kind mm-hmm. of movie you're making. I'm always a fan mm-hmm. of that. Um, there's then you have obviously the bit of him trying to talk to the gods. Uh, and having the sort of the the almost who's the almost who's on first in like uh you watch him um don't let him leave right you leave we let him leave um all of that nonsense <laughs> yeah. um, you'll watch him i'll leave no yes um you have i think this is uh danielle's favorite bit is where well, so concord gets shot and is dying but not really um and then you have the bit of like there are two guards waiting outside the castle and it just keeps cutting to the same shot same of, footage of him running yes yeah, getting closer and closer <laughs> but like you he's also have my, herbert i love yes. like how they're just watching him and he just kind of smiles at him and he writes a note and he's just like looks at them as he writes the note and puts it on an arrow and just like, pew, like, yeah. just like, pew, like shoots it out the window. But no, yeah, but like it's not even lots lot getting closer. It's just him at the, the same distance. Same footage. Yes. yes. And then eventually it sounds like he's like right there. Ah! And it stabs everybody. I love that they're just having a huge party for him. It's a wedding. It's a wedding. It's supposed yes. that's what it is. There's, he's supposed to get married to this woman. And, and then he's uh, like, and then there's like murder everybody he falls out a window and then he comes back and he's like i'll tell you the tale and then they try to do a musical number he's like he's going to tell he's going to tell he's going to tell. <laughs> like, stop that no 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 um Very you got funny. obviously um the knights who say knee classic mm-hmm. they say knee until they don't um mm-hmm. and again like yeah like okay like some of the jokes are just like stupid like i'm I'm not gonna say that they're they're the most intellectual jokes in the world um they're still it's just like silly words especially the nice to say knee is just like talk in a funny voice and say nonsense and it's yes pretty great because of your mustache and your outfit but then you yeah it's anchored by like arthur trying to be a like the the straight man like serious character um Mm -hmm. going awfully awry um and yeah you get to tim the enchanter uh, which is probably like the next sort of like big sequence. Um, you get the the killer rabbits, which is a great bit. I love it. It's just like yeah, it's giving us like a cute little bunny rabbit, and then they go attack. Yeah, it's just some like prop that's just like zipping around. It's like it looks like it's just on. They have it like on a string, and it's just like yeah, yank it towards the camera. And then Very they have good. A, there's like a sequence. Then like right after that, this poor sequence of just like a rabbit, and they've just clearly just like. Just like dipped it in like red dye or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they throw the holy hand grenade, which is a great bit. Mm-hmm. And then you which have. Which they get from the Knights of Knee because they have to go get a shrubbery mm-hmm. for them. And so yes. they buy one. Like from town. Roger, from Roger the Shrubber. <laughs> yes. Um, sure. 
And then you have, they, they fight the animated monster. The monster dies because the animator has a heart attack. <laughs> um, <laughs> classic. Um, Do we the, miss I, the, the witch? The judging of the witch? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 we could, yeah, like, yeah. Again, this episode could just be us listing, listing every bits. single sketch. Because that's literally all the movie is. I mean, the witch is great. Again, Connie Booth is great. It's like fucking thrown mm-hmm. into this sad situation. Um just Arthur yelling out, a duck! <laughs> Gets <laughs> a me duck! Every time. A duck! Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's classic. I like that they're... Uh, uh, the guy who I quoted at the top of this episode, who asked three questions, they refer to him as the old man from scene 24. <laughs> <laughs> which yes. is a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they do cross the bridge... Um, I, I also do like the music in this film. Yeah, it's pretty it's good. It's very fun. That do, 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 mm-hmm. um, Obviously, like, some of the songs, they carry over to the stage show. Um, obviously, the, of course, the Knights of the Round Table song being the most prominent one. Yes. Um, and the Brave Sir Robin songs that mm-hmm. the musicians sing are carried over. I do like, there's, like, a moment, I think it's where the knights are traveling together in the animated sequence. Every time they go, like, Yay! Yay. Uh, it's very yeah. fun. It's kind of shake. Um, there's an intermission as they're crossing the bridge that lasts for like <laughs> ten seconds. Yes. Uh, Lancelot gets arrested, um, and then essentially they arrive at the French castle and they all get arrested. I mean, that's the end mm-hmm. of the movie, right? Um, well, because yeah. yeah, all of the credits are at the top of the movie, and then they get arrested. <laughs> You see this like huge battle about to, they're like lined up against each other and they charge and the cops just drive in the middle and yeah. take them away. And yeah, they, and then they arrest the and then they arrest the camera. Get on and, with it. That's yes. a pretty good bit. Yes. <laughs> um I mean yeah, I don't again, like it's it's a weird movie to recap because yeah. it's just like good bits for and it's a it's a short movie too. Oh, it's yeah. like 90 minutes. I always heard, and I who knows if this is just apocryphal or if this was if this was just a story they told. Um, but I've always heard that the original plan was to have a big drag out, like crazy, bloody fight sequence at the end. But they were sort of filming consecutively, like in order of the film. And when they got to the end, they didn't have any money left. And so they're like, <laughs> maybe they just get arrested. And then they went back and filmed like the history guy. Oh, and that's set so up funny. That. That's I mean, what I've heard before or read before. But I, you know, so who knows if that's real or not? But, I mean, I will. I it's will. A fun story. I will say it's a good ending. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably great. it's probably the best way the movie could have ended. Yeah. It's like to be fair. It cuts um, the rug out from under, under it. Under yes, you know, in exactly. Such a nice way. Yeah. Yes. Um. No complaints here. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking go if you haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Go watch it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's good. It's funny. It holds up. It's I don't know. It's just a nice time. Yeah. Go. Spend, classic piece of cinema. Classic piece of cinema, which was not uh, adapted into. A Tony Award-winning oh, yeah. piece. I, I, again, I feel like this is... Insanely popular show. Like, insanely popular show could be argued one of the most influential Broadway musicals of the 21st century. Yeah. Like... I can see... I see that absolutely. Yeah. Like I don't it's, know. It's, yeah. it's weird, though, because it's not in... Not musically. 
I don't think no, it is. No, I, I think, I, I mean, I we'll like get us that in a second. People yeah. took, uh, as usual, people took, like, maybe the worst lessons from it, which is yes. movie, let's adapt movies is, like, the biggest lesson they took from it. it not, yeah, like. I mean, yeah, let's adapt movies, but not only just that, just let's do it for the sake of doing it, right? It's like, let's yes. do it because people know the movie. Like that, yes. I mean, now, again, there's nothing else new to say here, but people know this property and like this property. So here, let's do it again. Yes, here's the thing about Holy Grail. Um, so uh, to talk to talk about this, to start this conversation, I've got to talk about Elmo. It's going to make sense, I promise. Okay. Um, now, Brian, I don't know how hip you are. Is this going to be a Rocco thing? It is going to, it's kind of going to be a Rocco thing, Brian. I now, have no idea what this is. Did so, this come out of, has everybody been watching Elmo again? Like, so, as, okay. As, well, is listen, that what's going on? I could go on rants about sort of like the, how the, the fact that like, our current generation in is, is in a financial place where we are not able to reach a place of like proper like quote unquote adulthood by like home ownership and like all of that stuff. And that has forced us to find solace in entertainment that is built for children, things like superhero films and animated films and how that is sort of like what culture has become a complete like youthification of culture for a adult base that is steeped in childhood. I mean, that's a, that's a whole thing for another time. And so I think part of that is that like the Matthew McConaughey film failure to launch. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) No, sure. Okay. Thank you. Um, and so then obviously this has been exacerbated by the pandemic with people mainly staying in their houses. Those who have the, uh, resources to stay in their own houses, um, Mm -hmm. and just being forced to, uh, regurgitate media that is comforting for them. And things that are comforting to us are again, like children's media and, and comfortable media and stuff that doesn't make you question reality um sure. and you know whatever you know, my whole fucking culture rant that i like to go on sometimes yeah. um and so that has resulted in like you know like stuff like adults revisiting childhood media and so sure. what has happened has been on tiktok and on twitter there's been a resurfacing of clips from sesame street of elmo in a feud with zoe because zoe has a, a pet called rocco who is a rock who Zoe is trying to hoist sentience onto Elmo and Elmo refuses to uh, give in to this gaslighting of being told that Rocco has sentience because Rocco is a rock and Rocco is not alive. Rocco doesn't even have a mouth. Rocco's just a rock. Rocco's not alive. Um, it's very funny. And like mm-hmm. the, the puppeteer is doing a great job for Elmo. Um, you know, it's good. What has happened is, of course, it had to lead to this point. This joke was made fun of on Saturday Night Live this past week, um, okay. of the time we were recording. And what? So they had a, a cast member. Boy, I love that Saturday Night Live, supposedly the leading like American <laughs> think... comedy institutions, just stealing from TikTok now. I mean, that's yes, that's all they're doing. They're not writing their own sketches. They're just seeing oh, what, are people, what are people liking on Twitter these days. What are, what are people reacting to? Shout um, out to Sarah Squirm, though. I love you. I'm glad you're on oh, that show. God, I hope I hope you're doing okay. Um, yeah, but yes, uh, so they had a performer who. Uh, wasn't doing a great Elmo voice first off, just not a great actual impersonation mm. of Elmo. Um, and they, they didn't really kind of a hard voice, but it is. Why do it? Um, I'm not going to do it on the podcast. Not going to do that for you folks. Um, let's <laughs> there that you wasn't go. so bad. Rocco's, <laughs> a rock. Rocco's not alive. 
five. Um, there you go. That's my fucking Elmo voice. Didn't even have to pay to hear it. Um, but it wasn't even like commenting on the bit. It was just them doing the bit. Okay. That's what Great. spam a lot sometimes feels like to me. Um, sure, that yeah, is okay. that is the grand point I was okay. getting to was that it's you know like it and uh, to put it in a simpler way. I'm sorry, I just had to get a lot of that out of my system. Clearly, it's okay. God, um, I just had to get a lot of that out of my system. It's fine. It happens, but. A simpler way of saying this is it's, it kind of feels also like a Rocky Horror shadow cast is sometimes what Spamalot can feel like. You know, it's, it is just another group of people doing the bits you love. Got it. That's, and, I, thought, again, I thought you meant like because Tim Curry was in it. Well, it was like <laughs> I mean, that a is, cast that reunion is, of. There you go. No, no, no. I mean, like in the sense of like you know, it's, yeah. it's people just like miming or like a pantomime. Sure. You know, it's just like sure, it's sure, sure, that kind of thing. And again, they're good bits, so it yeah. is, is working in their favor. But I mean, yeah, I think that's that's sort of the big thing is that it's just like it is so. Again, good for them that they are adapting one of the best comedies ever made to the stage mm -hmm. and doing those bits verbatim. And I will say, like, the original Broadway cast, they got some damn good actors to oh, be yeah. in that show. Like, it was Tim. So, yeah, Tim, Tim Curry was King Arthur. You got Hank Azaria, like, of, wow. the, of the Simpsons to be. Like, if you're going to get, like, an American, like, contemporary yeah. like comedian, like, great choice. Uh, mm -hmm. David Hyde Pierce, very good pick. Also great uh, choice. Christopher for Robin. C Christopher Sieber, maybe like the Broadway's Hank Azaria kind of, like that same kind <laughs> of like um Christian Ball is in there, Michael McGrath is in there, like like and obviously uh Sarah Ramirez uh play yeah. in her in their their Tony Award winning uh performance in this mo in this show. Isn't that wild? Yeah, she did win. Yes. I, it was, I mean, she was, it was, she was huge that year. It's crazy. Yes. yes. Like everybody, was this in London first? Uh, no, th no that's, that's also wild too. Wild. Is, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, she was huge. Like, I feel like four months before the Tonys, everybody was like, well, she's going to win. Yeah. And I was Sarah, like, uh, at yeah, first, say, you know, I was like, I was really? Also, For that role? Like, I'm, she's wonderful. But like. I'll, I'll also say Sarah uses uh, they, them pronouns. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, they, them. They yes. were like awesome in that role, but I was like, really, that person is 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 the front runner for the Tonys. Crazy. Yes, I mean, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, obviously I'm gonna this is a this is a wild Tony Awards year, and I'll 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 bring it up now. Um, but I are, are you watching? Um, and just like that, are you watching that nope. show? Because you know, uh, they're on it. Sarah Ramirez is on that show. I didn't know that. I don't know if you I don't know if you've heard of uh Shay Diaz. Oh. <laughs> This, That's this, Sarah like, Ramirez. Stand yes, the stand-up comedian on that show. Got it. It's who they're playing. Wow. Um, that's yeah. all I got. I don't watch the show, so I got nothing. Um, I, get, I yeah, know I'm, what happens with that character because yeah, I we'll delve into that. We'll delve into like the specifics of Span a lot in just a second. I just I want to talk about these Tony Awards for a second. So yeah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Ramirez wins Huge the Tony year. Award. Um, this is two thousand six. 2005. Um, oh, the Tony Awards, huh? Yes, okay. Tony Awards. Yeah, they they beat out um, Sarah beats out uh, Jan Maxwell in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Joanna Gleason Great. in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which are another upcoming episode, um, Kelly O'Hara in The Light in the Piazza. Wow. And, 
uh, Celia Keenan Bolger in the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Um, the nominees for Best Musical that year were obviously Spamalot, one. Um, yep. It beat out uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, The Light in the Piazza, and the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Wow. Talk about four of the most different, different musicals you can another. think of. No kidding. Yeah. You know, you would never get something like a pairing like that at the Oscars. Uh, That's like, what the Tonys of, of have going four? for them. That's of those true, kind yes. of things. Like, first of all, if there were, Light in the Piazza wins every award. Walks <laughs> yeah, away yeah. with every award. Because <laughs> it's, it's the, quote, serious one. Yes. Um, But, like, you would not, I mean, they, you know, comedies don't really get nominated for Best Picture anyway. No. But, like, we don't even get movies, comedy movies anymore. <laughs> It's all it's... light in the piazza these days, or or Spider Man the musical. Turn yes, off the dark. exactly. I wish, um, but I wish we got more spot actual Spider Man turns off the docks. Um, yeah, it is sure because yeah. that's way weirder than, uh, than... a Marvel film. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no totally. way. No way home. Which I if I I don't want to talk about No Way Home. I'll get dragged apparently. Um, but yeah, I like, yeah. See that shit. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, so obviously, yeah. So obviously, this did not win. Um, it, it didn't even win Best Book. Best Book went to Spelling Bee. Rachel Schenken sure. won for Spelling Bee. Best Score went to Light in the Piazza because, I mean... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, how can you Come not? On. One of the greatest scores yeah. written for the American theater. It's um, certainly in the last 20 years. Yeah, um, yeah. Light in the Piazza kind of, like, swept the Design Awards. Um, yeah. That was, like, a huge show. fucking, like, Lincoln Center production. Yeah. Um, it did win Director, um, which is also wild. You, you know who directed this show on Broadway? Broadway. Spam a lot? Yeah. No. Mike Nichols. Weird. Like one of the greatest <laughs> directors ever. Mike so Nichols weird. won a Tony Award for directing this show. And that's the thing, it only won three. Supporting Man. actress, director, musical. Who else was not? Was did Tim Curry get a nomination? Uh yes. Pierce, yeah, David yeah, Hyde yeah. Pierce probably too. Uh, who was nominated? Featured actor in a... Sh- it featured actor... Um, no, Hyde Pierce was not nominated. Uh, well, it was Michael McGrath. McGrath was. McGrath I remember and, that. And yeah. McGrath and Sieber, who played Sagala, had. Oh, um, sure. And they lost to Dan Fogler in The Spelling Bee. Tim Curry uh, was nominated for actor. Hank Azaria was in lead actor. Oh, he wow. Cons- I mean, yeah, I mean, he played a lot. He, uh, Hank Lancelot's Azaria, a huge role in the musical. It is, and he also played Bigger the French. Than the movie. He played the French taunter. Yeah, I think yeah. he took on a lot of those. I liked like, a lot of the John Cleese. I mean, the, yes, the, exactly. the roles in the show are broken down a lot like they are I was about, in the yes, movie exactly. as well. Exactly. Um, but Normally Your Butts won that year for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. All right, whatever. <laughs> there you go. But it is like, yes, you, like you said, it is kind of bizarre that, like, you have this like prestige drama of a musical. Yeah. You have a very earnest, semi-improvised musical comedy and spelling bee. You have mm-hmm. a very sort of classic madcap comedy and dirty on the scoundrels. And mm-hmm. then they yeah, they give it to the sketch comedy musical. Man. People just I mean, people just had fun, it's I think. It's spam a lot. I mean, it's yeah. yeah, people have fun and people I mean a lot more people saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail than saw the film of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels also as probably part sure. of it. Which um, we'll, so it's we'll, got talk, that cultural and we'll talk about that when, whenever we get to that. But I know nothing about that musical. Never I like seen that it. movie. Last Never time see, I, I got it on Blu-ray recently just because I know we're going to cover it uh, yeah. at some point. But yeah, never seen it. Very curious to, to dig into that whenever we do our next It's wild. M- After seeing that movie... Mm, what was that? Spoiler, is that a tip? Is that a, it's a little, it's is that a, a tease? Maybe, yeah, a little 
tease. We'll see. Who knows? A little tickle. Uh, anyway. Uh, it's wild that Michael Caine and Steve Martin were never in a, well, as far as I know, certainly didn't like anchor a film together <laughs> again after that because they're pretty right. great uh, with one another. Kind of an iconic pair. Yeah. Not wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think you, you kind of hinted at this before, Brian. I'd say like the songwriting, it's, which is funny because it's a musical. The songwriting is kind of the weakest part of the show. I mean, like I was, I don't know if you like got a chance to like listen to like some of the songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's... I used to have this uh, cast recording on CD. Ooh, I think it was a double in, disc, even back in the old days. Um, yeah, and like they're not. I, I ordered it on whatever was before Amazon. <laughs> sure. They're not bad songs. Like I no. wouldn't go that far. They're all pretty catchy, and I like yes. the music on them. But like, they're not. I I think I think you could say they're the weakest part. If we're if we're considering the parts to be the script and the songs, yeah. Which we are. We're we're an yeah, adaptation yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's then, literally yeah, that's our bread the and part. <laughs> yeah, but um, um, you know, like you said, it's hard to beat. You're going against these these beloved bits, you know. Which is also and, like, and um, it's also it's tough because it it, it is kind of weird because this isn't they half went with this approach because it's it's tough because Monty Python and the Holy Grail is an absurdist sketch comedy film. Obviously, yes. it's tied to a narrative, but as we've been talking about for the past like hour ish that we've been recording this, um, it's a sketch film. It is built. It yeah. is not built to be like building there's no like act one act two act three they don't get the holy grail to it. They, that's the thing they don't even get the holy grail <laughs> no, they, they do don't. not i yes. really thought about that until this second but no yes. they come nowhere near the holy grail they do not accomplish anything in the film mm-hmm. monty python and the holy grail yeah like, the, the holy grail would actually remain undiscovered until uh i think it was 1989 when uh, indiana jones found it <laughs> <laughs> what, which, yes, that's that is canon. That is historically mm-hmm. canon. You are not wrong. It's in the Bible. It's it's in the Bible. Um, but what's then obviously tough about that is that you are then adapting it to a Broadway musical, and like yeah. there, there, and the, like there are obviously there are Broadway reviews, like fucking like vaudeville, yeah. like like that's a structure that exists. But like that's not what they're aiming for here. They're no. not aiming like they're aiming it's to try. It's a book and, musical. It is. They're adapting a sketch movie into a book musical, and it kind of does come with the pains of that, you know? Yeah, I think that they do. I don't know. I think that they kind of they handle it nicely because the show doesn't really have a denouement either, you know? I mean, they also well, don't the, get the again, grail. They, and they make it more they do about get this, the grail. Like, oh, I guess they do get the grail. Yeah, yeah, they do get the grail. But like, it's They not, find it under a seat in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an afterthought, though, and like not important. Like, and, and I guess this is the best part to get into this, but like, I like that they sort of, they make it more about him getting with the lady of the lake and yes. like sort of ha- like being like recognizes like Camelot this is our home and this is the seat of the new kingdom of England you <laughs> sure, know like yes. that's more the focus of it yes and not um, like and I will say like and they don't feel like but I mean it's not like there's like a you still can't really point to like a ABC like sure. A to B to C like plot through line really it's still pretty sketchy but no you're you're right um and then they What's it called? I mean, they do 
do a great job of adapting it to the theatrical medium. There's a lot of like meta theatrical jokes. They yes. they also they like they have they poke their fun at Andrew Lloyd Webber like on, on a myriad of occasions. Um, they address the, again, like I said, they address the audience. The Grail is literally under someone's seat in the audience. Um, there's a great moment that's uh, in the scripts where they uh, the whole thing with the rabbit happens and they like blow up the rabbit's cave and like they expose the puppeteer who like runs off with the rabbit <laughs> in hand, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it does. I you like know, the we're lost in a very expensive forest. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, just like looking at the song list. Um, yeah, I mean, Lady of the Lake is added completely. Like, I don't think we've said that. Oh, yeah. No, really, yeah, yeah. Like, she is. Yeah, completely she is, added. A smart move, from, I think. Because oh, there's yeah. no women in the movie. It's true. Like, yes. They had a whole, the like, nuns, fem- the horny yeah. nuns and the witch. And that's about it. Yeah, they had a whole, like, female chorus to it. Um, they the had Laker the, girl thing. The Laker I'm not girls. Really here yeah, yeah, for, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so, like. I just don't like cheering. Big sort of music. Yeah, sure. They, like, they obviously, <laughs> they big the, they add the, the song that goes like this, which is their big, like, ballad, which is a pretty mm-hmm. fun, cute. Again, mm-hmm. like, the jokes of the songs are pretty fun. They're pretty cute. You get the um, Finland thing, which is funny at the opening. Yeah. Um, I do like uh, the Whatever Happened to My Parts, Diva's Lament mm-hmm. song. I like which that is, song a Which lot. is probably what good. got Sarah R- Ramirez their Tony. Oh, a hundred percent Like, it is. clinched them getting the awards. Like, That's no probably question. the it's, Yeah, as far as standalone songs, especially since it's completely new, it's like a new yes. character, mm-hmm. a, a song is not based on anything, it's completely just making fun of a trope in musicals mm-hmm. uh, and, like, rec- like, talking about it. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the most successful song, and it's completely new. Yes, um, and, and I like "Find Your Grail." Yeah. It's okay. "Find Your Grail." Cre- yeah, again, it's a cute song. Again, like the like the songs that I think are my favorite are the ones that like have a joke built into them. Like mm-hmm. "Find Your Grail," like is a funny song, and like I get it. It's like this like anthem about like, but like again, it's like it's the the, the joke. There is it isn't like a joke song. It's like a it's a song that's funny rather than a song that is a joke. You know. Does that make sense? Sure. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, his name is Lancelot. That's the <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, great song. I mean, fuck no. Pretty. Uh, wh- whatever. I How I mean, do you feel about you won't succeed on Broadway? In the well, I was. Well, I mean, so first off, his name is Lancelot. Yeah. I mean, 2005, like gay jokes. I mean, the fucking height of that shit. So yeah, there yeah. you go. I mean, um, whatever. What, yeah, whatever. That's not that. It's also like the staging is very much an, a La Cage Fall. Yes, ex- for like, sure. It's the big thing that's different between listening to it and seeing it. It's like, oh, they're doing La Cage Fall now. Yes. Like, like just um, completely. You and then say, yeah, Don't Succeed so, on Broadway is they're it's a doing, fiddler. They're doing fiddler the fiddler. The roof, yes. You know? um, which, yes, I was like, uh, whatever, y'all fucking weirdos. Um, there is an alternate version I think you can license, which is like, you want to succeed on Broadway if you don't have any stars. Hmm. Which is like, again, like not as comedic. It's certainly not as funny. Sure. I mean, is the first one funny? I don't know. I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a got weird... some funny rhymes in there. I like... Uh, some white man sing the blues because sure, that's ninety yes. percent of Broadway. It ain't it just? Um, um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird song. Yeah, um, they know. also, of course, they add in uh, another song from a different movie. Uh, Always look on the bright side of life. From life of Brian. Yes, yes, which is a good song, fun Very song. Good song. Um, but also, I like, almost it, part of me almost wishes they would have 
gone uh, further, the full Monty Python, if you will, uh, and just sure. like pulled. <laughs> that was really bad. Uh, no, pulled like a bunch it. more. Pulled a much more songs from. Like other, other stuff Python in there. Stuff? Why yeah. not? Like Meaning of Life. Like that's yeah. a great opening song. Just do um, a whole Monty Python jukebox show. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Knights of the Round Table obviously is uh, pulled. Yeah, Part yeah, of yeah. it is pulled from the movie. So is um. You know they probably didn't want to pull a lot of songs so they wouldn't have to pay any other songwriters as much as possible. <laughs> you know. Maybe so. Uh, the one song is a Michael Palin song though. Which um, which one? Uh, 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 is it the oh. fish song? Yeah, the Finland song. Yeah. The fish the, slap. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, but it's also like, you know, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life was written to be sung by people on crucifixes. Like, that's kind of the joke of the song. Yeah, that, yeah. So, like, obviously you're removing it from its original comedic context, which is kind of taking the bite out of it. It's like, and like, just being added as, again, like, they're just using it as a point, an inspirational point at the top of the second act. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, I mean, the lyrics are still pretty funny. Yeah, like, oh no, absolutely. And then like you change, like King Arthur gets his always look on the bright side of death. Like, so mm-hmm. like that's fun. Like you you find, you find some bits in there. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, they, they keep like most of the joke premises from the film. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have your Black Knight. You have you have your Knight to say knee. You have the franchise. You have the franchise. You have the Rabbit and Tim the Enchanter. You have the historian. Um, yeah, you have Prince Herbert. The, the historian doesn't die again. Like it's yeah. Maybe they thought, but see, this is the thing. <laughs> Maybe they. Why wouldn't they make that like? Just do a similar thing, and then you can make an Into the Woods reference. See, that'd be funny, but, you know... Missed it. Uh, clearly, they needed, like, another week of rehearsal <laughs> to figure out <laughs> sure. that bit. They just wouldn't... I mean, they got these other musical references, you know? Like, you couldn't have had, uh, you couldn't have thrown a little bit of that in there? No. Uh, no, you couldn't. Whatever. You actually, you actually couldn't have. Um, it is it's just... It's wild that it... Like, I get why it was such a hit. I mean, it is... Like, and, like, they pull out the stops. Like, again, like you said, like, the product, the original Broadway production was... Oh, my was God so lavish and so fun and again like you're not only having some of the best comedic film scenes being performed but then you're having them being performed by very good actors yeah. and a very good production level and again in a communal space where you're laughing with lots of other people like yeah. it is a powder keg of entertainment yeah, I really wanted to see this, but it was sold out. Yeah, in two thousand six, and like again, spring like it, of two thousand six, it was pro- still sold out. It's pro- been produced as recently as like a few years ago. There was a production here at Mercury, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like late twenty nineteen, early twenty twenty. Yeah, I think yeah. it was one of the last things before the pandemic that Mercury produced. I think you're right. Um, over here, um, which is again, yeah, like it is done a lot. Yeah, uh, spam a lot is done. A lot. A lot. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. That's any other sort of final thoughts on Spam a lot? That's all um, I have to add. That was about it. That's uh, a fun movie. Uh, I think this. This I would. I would watch. I would. I would see a production of this. Uh, yeah, I would, and again, like I'd love to see like what other actors could do to it. Like again, like I. In theory, it should be everything I hate. Right? Like it is. Yeah. It is like. A complete, like, recreation, uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes creatively, sometimes uncreatively, of a product we'd seen before. And again, like, it started this trend of, like, craving recognition over artistic interpretation, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 
but it's certainly an early offender. Uh, yes, I, 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 that's that whole this time period is like really when this really kicks off. Yeah, um, boy. So to go along funny. with our bubble boy, bubble boy thesis of like pre nine eleven, pre nine eleven, we were getting stuff like you're in town. Oh, I mean, your time was like the cut. Yeah, I mean, that was the yeah, cusp open, of like, 9/11. the yeah. week of nine eleven. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, God, and then, I, and I miss then you're in town. So that's, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, this is you're in town. Always this... has been you're in town. Hail Malthus. Um, so that's all we got. <laughs> spam a lot. Um, I was trying to rack my brain because uh, for those who are faithful listeners, you know that at the end of every, for those faithful listeners who are amazing and get to the end of each episode of movie, the musical, <laughs> especially um, some of those like two and a half hour ones from a year yeah, ago. I know we fucking love you. Um, at the end of each episode, we ask our guests a very important question, which is um, if you could adapt any movie into a musical, um, what movie that has not been adapted already, what movie would you choose? Um, so I mean, yeah, what what's another what's another like kind of like either Monty Python or like another sort of like sketch comedy thing that you think would make a good stage musical, Brian? Mm. Well, what I was I have brought up Mel Brooks several times today. Um, yes, and I did. think that uh, a very analogous movie of his to the Monty Python model is History of the World Part <laughs> sure, One. Sure, yes, and that could be maybe a fun. Um, Sort of, but I think the way to do it, that could be a fun musical, but I think the way to do it would be to approach sort of, uh, take an approach like what you sort of intimated earlier that like there are reviews and stuff and maybe you make it into more of a straight up like Mel Brooks review film. Yeah. And then you have, then you can review throw show, in, you mean. Review show, yeah, film. Yeah. Uh, review show. And then you can throw in, because Mel Brooks has written a lot of songs for oh, his yeah. movies over the year and plenty of them not in the producers. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like, I think you could include stuff like the High Anxiety number from High Anxiety. Sure. Um, I mean, that show, it, History of the World, has probably his best musical number at period, which the is Inquisition. the Spanish Inquisition. Yes, of course. Um, and if you could afford a swimming pool and that many uh, synchronized <laughs> nuns. Um, They'll find it. Susan Stroman will find a way. Yeah, she sure will. Um, and so I don't know. I think that's my answer. It's a good one. It's a funny movie. Um, it's got some great set pieces and it's mostly built on bits also. I'm going to go with in a similar vein to you. And we talked about it before. Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. I yeah. think you just, there are a lot of really great scenes, a, real, a bunch of really great songs. I think the Galaxy song is another song that's simple in composition, but lyrically is kind of charming and really lovely about, it's one of my favorite topics about the meaningless of the of our existence in the universe and mm-hmm. how minuscule we are in the face of everything. Um, mm-hmm. But it's done so in a really jolly, quirky song. Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, that one has like three songs in it. You've got yeah. the opening thing, you have the galaxy song, and then of course you have Every Sperm is Sacred. Every, I mean, every sperm is sacred when you when you really when think about it. When you're Catholic. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got, um, God, I don't even know how you would do, what's his name? What's the guy who explodes? Uh, that guy's. Oh, uh, uh, Creosote, Mr. Cre- Mr. Creosote. Mr. Creosote, yeah. I don't know how the hell you would do that on stage, but. Oh, I would um, love to, I'd love to figure it out. Yeah. Call me. Anybody. Love I'll figure to figure it out, it out together. Um, spam a lot. Um, if it's going to be the end of creativity on Broadway, 
might as well be a funny. At least it was a fun decree. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I say that the day that they, they've announced uh, state the Strange Loops coming to Broadway, April 6th, and good for that show. Yeah. Brilliant show. If talking mm. about things that are original musicals. Um, anyway. Everything else uh, is closing, so why not fill yeah. it with something else? Well, why not fill it up good with Lord. Good, good shit? Um, either way, um, I want to thank... Brand Morehead for producing and editing the show. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. I want to thank Emily Harrington for our artwork. I want to thank M. Modaf and Josh Stanley for our kick-ass theme song. You can follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram. Our handle on both is at Movie the Musical. And as I alluded to at the top of this show, you can support us on Patreon. Dot com slash movie the musical. You can become a monthly member for $3 a month because we're a triple threat podcast. Um, we were going to cover Cyrano, but they bumped the release back a month. God damn it. So you're going to have to wait till March for that one. But we Why? Because gonna... Spider-Man's still doing so well? Is that why? I don't know. It's... Uh... God, film. We'll talk. We talk a lot about film on that on that Patreon. So there's a lot of hot takes. Not about something movies. we do here. Yeah, we never. We never talk about <laughs> movies on the main feeds. Not even once. Um, but no, we got. We're going to be talking about uh, more Andrew Lloyd Webber movies soon. Uh, Brand is cooking up a really fun uh, internal mini series. Uh, movie the musical productions presents um, a really fun go. new history show. Um, it's very exciting. Um, but that's our show. Thank you as always. Keep on singing. Our podcast is not dead. I'm getting yet. better. <laughs> it's getting it's getting I'm better. Getting better. <laughs> <laughs>